Welcome to the Nourish Wrap Podcast, hosted by two passionate clinical nutritionists whose mission is to educate, inspire, and empower people to lead a more nourishing life. Katie and Jessica value evidence-based practice, holistic healing approaches, and practical health advice, all while having fun along the way. We thank you for tuning in and hope you enjoy the show. Hi, welcome back to another episode of the Nourished Wrap Podcast. Katie and I are really excited today to further continue our discussions on mental health and emotional health and well-being. Um, today, I'm actually going to give put Katie in the hot seat and give her a bit of an interview of her own health journey. Sounds good. Yeah, so Katie, um, I guess, uh, um, comes from a very sporty background, hey? Um, you've always been well into your running and things like that, but you did some body sculpting a few years ago, yeah. um, which really messed up with your kind of mental state, but also your whole body, would you say? Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So it was fi- about five years ago now, so... It does feel like it was a lifetime ago and in some ways it's kind of hard to remember details but I'll obviously do my best to um, recollect, I guess, that part of my journey. Yeah, yeah. cool. All right, well, let's just dive right in. So um, five years ago you did a body sculpting comp. What kind of prompted you to want to do that? Um, I guess I was pretty heavily into the gym scene at the time and um, it was, oh gosh, a lot of people were doing them then um and it was literally just a goal like it was just like I'm gonna run a half marathon hey I'm gonna do a fitness modeling competition so it wasn't bodybuilding where you you know are more judged on size and kind of you know you've got to get quite quite big in terms of musculature it was like a, a fitness bikini modeling competition yeah um and yeah, like it was nothing more than that. I kind of saw it as like a harmless goal. Um, and I definitely thought it would be hard, but I probably didn't think it would take quite as much out of me as it as it did. Yeah. So what was the really, like the preparation involved in, you know, leading up to the day and things like that? And how long were you preparing for and what was involved? Well, I was already a bit of a gym nutter at the time. Like I was training at the gym probably five times a week, um, doing a mix of sort of high intensity cardio stuff and weights. And I came off the back of like a gym sort of eight week challenge. Um, and like, I wasn't, I think I'd started, I'd, I was studying at that point, but probably at more at the beginning of my study, uh, not, um, definitely sort of hadn't kind of touched on the more holistic thinking that comes with nutritional medicine as a whole. Um, and that was kind of just, that was my life. Like, you know, a big part of my life was getting up, going to the gym every day and that sort of thing. And then, um, I did sort of, I, I decided, all right, my, my trainer at the time, had, this was part of her business. She prepared people for these kinds of competitions. So I said, all right, let's, let's do it. And the preparation was a 20 week period. Um, the first probably eight weeks were not too bad. Um, in saying that like very different from the way I kind of live now, 
Um, you know, all my food was weighed and measured um, and, you know, quite exact. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, you know, I was getting measured every week, weighed every week, mm-hmm. um, having to you know, be very structured with my training in terms of training different muscle groups on different days and doing a certain number of hit classes and that yeah. sort of thing as well. Um, so that was the first eight weeks. Yeah. Um, I guess it probably got uh, quite... At about sort of 12 weeks out, things start to get fairly serious. Mm-hmm. And... Um, from probably the 12-week mark to the eight-week mark, um, I think we kind of probably, at that point, it was probably a little bit of an alarm bell, really, that it wasn't necessarily the best thing for me because um, my body isn't really, I wouldn't say it's naturally lean. Like yeah. I've always been quite, like I've always had hips and boobs and I've had yeah. like a feminine body. Yeah. And I just wasn't getting lean enough. Like that, at the end of the day, like my coach was, you know, lovely, but bluntly it was like, if you want to get on stage and do fitness, like you really have to be lean as kind of thing, visible abs, visible muscles, everything. So then I guess we probably pulled out all the stops at eight weeks and Look, everybody has a tough journey doing it, but, you know, I guess I just had to deplete so much. Yeah. So through your foods and things like that, like on that level, what was restricted or were you counting calories? Were you removing food groups? Oh, definitely. Like you're on a calorie control plan. Like it was down to 1,200 calories and then I I can't remember. It, It could have gotten lower than that. Um, from eight weeks to, I think from like eight weeks to about the week or two before I was on a keto plan as well, because that did kind of seem to, um, my body did sort of seem to respond to that better than, than other interventions, I guess. So that keto is completely removing, um, the carbohydrates from the diet. Yeah. Yeah. So like, look again, I mean, I can't remember exactly what I was eating, but it would be things like, you know, 80 grams of chicken for morning tea with 75 grams of green beans and, you know, three tablespoons of flaxseed oil or something like that. And then, you know, three hours later, a hundred grams of fish with, you know, 200 grams of spinach and, you know, you you see what, you see what it, you know, basically the, the, um, the concept of it. And my training, I was already doing sort of, I think three hit sessions. So that's high intensity interval training. Um, probably three or four weight sessions at that point, training different muscle groups on different days. And then I would probably say from about five, maybe six weeks out, I did so much walking. Okay, yeah. So, like, walking, I think at one point I was having to get up to, like, two hours of walking a day just to get sort of, I guess the concept of that is you're in a low heart rate. Yeah. And I still to this day say walking is really good for fat loss. Um, 
because you are in a low heart rate zone. So you are in a fat burning state. So, you know, this is on top of everything else. Um, so I'd kind of do all my training from about four thirty, five o'clock in the morning. Um, and by the time I got to work at like eight thirty, nine o'clock, I would literally like drag mm. my butt mm. through onto the, like up the driveway at work. Mm. And I was pretty exhausted. So, and yeah. so you were already starting to feel the ramifications of that sort of really stringent um routine hey yeah and i was really moody okay like quite quick to anger and quite quick to just short like i just had no energy no patience for anything very emotional at the drop of a hat little things i would be like on edge all the time yeah 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 so that was eight weeks out, so it got pretty intense there. And then the day finally came where you did the show and yeah. that been and gone. Um, but I guess it's really important now because, um, you know, you say you don't realise yourself how much it affected you until after, you know. How did you transition from, you know, being on such strict protocols to then trying to, you know, transition back into some sort of normality again? Um, and how and how was your health affected in the process? Uh, well, I guess I kind of, I mean, I thought coming out of it would be hard, but coming out of it was actually a lot worse than going into it yep. because I kind of expected that, um, I just expected that after a couple of months I'd recover, you know, yep. just like, you know, now I do a marathon or something. Yep. And, like, yeah, it is hard work and you know you've got to be smart and you've got to rest and that sort of thing afterwards and maybe take a month off or whatever, you know, stringent training. But it wasn't really like that. Mm. It just kind of – I just never felt good. Mm. So, first of all, mentally it's tough, even for somebody like me who, you know, I've always been pretty good Mm. with my, like, relationship with my body, even though I've never been particularly lean. Um, you know, I've never really been one of those people that's like, I've got to be a size six or I've got to be this. But you imagine coming from like literally like this like tiny piece of material they call a bikini. Um, when you start to go back to normal, it's kind of weird because you can literally like feel your cells like expanding yeah. to be honest Jess it's probably like being pregnant you yeah. know when you feel that stretching yeah, yeah. that's what it was like and I was like it was just really full-on I was like oh my god like my cells are like stretching because they're f- they're filling with fat again yeah. um and like my weight yo-yoed for a long time After like that, a, quite yeah. a few years where it would just yo-yo very easily my metabolism was very unstable mm. And that was kind of hard, but the worst thing was just, I, I mean, I say I was tired, but like I was, I was, I was freaking exhausted. And that was when I sort of, you know, six months down the track, I'm like, there's something not right here. And I was so exhausted to the point where, you know, because exercise for me has been always been really important. Like I love it yeah. and I just, it's just a part of my day, even if it's going for a walk. 
But I used to, like, six months after, I'm getting up at, say, you know, 5.30, 6 o'clock after eight, eight and a half hours sleep. Mm. Solid sleep. Yeah. Going for a walk or, you know, meeting my friends at the gym, training normally, not like a, yeah. like I was before. Having, you know, one or two days rest. But I'd come home from exercise and I'd, I'd actually have to sleep again. I'd be yeah, like, okay, yeah. I'm so tired. Yeah. I'm going to have 45 minutes. I'd, yeah. I would just lie face down and sleep. Wow. And then I'd wake up, I'd do some work. At that time I was like, I think I'd, I, I left my I left my full-time job because I decided that's it. I really want to get my study done faster. And I was contracting. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the work I was doing I could do from home, which was so lucky because come 11, 30, 12 o'clock, that's it. I'd be on the – I would literally sometimes get on the floor under my desk and sleep for an hour and a half. And that just blows my mind that that's six months after all of that, that big stint that you did, and that is with – Going back to normal training and normal eating, right? And yeah. you are still feeling like this. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So when, like, so you were obviously really, really tired. Um, and how did that affect your emotional state? Well, I think the best way to describe how tired I was, was is, say I was sitting in my office. Yeah. Honestly, like, if I saw a fire. Yeah like say just straight outside the house, I honestly couldn't imagine myself caring. (laughs) Honestly, I was that tired. I was like, I have no adrenaline. Yeah. If a fire was literally like pummeling or a volcano exploded and the lava was coming towards me, I don't think I could run. Yeah. I was so tired. It didn't matter if I didn't exercise or if I did exercise or if I – if I got 12 hours sleep, it did not matter. I was just, like, yeah. chronically exhausted. And for someone like me that was has always had a lot of energy, um, that's probably what affected my mental health the most because I was so frustrated. I was like, what is wrong with me? Yeah. And when, if ever, am I going to feel normal again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that prompted you then to see like a general practitioner, yeah, just to kind yeah. of see, further investigate, what are my options and yeah, what happened there? Yeah, so I didn't have a family GP at the time um, because sort of like when I'd moved, you know, like obviously I'd moved out of home at about 20 or whatever and like I just don't really, I don't really get sick, so... Yeah. I don't, I'm not on any medication. I don't have a need to go, you know, I go to the GP, have your pap smear, all that sort of stuff. And that's about it. So I got a recommendation to see GP and, um, and that was fine. And I sort of said like, you know, explained what I was going through and, um, basically I said, I, I sort of asked, I said like, can we run some bloods? Like maybe I'm iron deficient or, you know, maybe I'm, I don't know, can you check my thyroid, you know, that sort of thing. So we did that and everything was fine. Like, and and when I say everything was fine, everything was fine yeah. because I can read a blood test. Yes. And even my iron, like I'm one of the few women, like I can actually maintain really good iron levels. Yeah. 
Like my ferritin was like seventy or something, which to be honest, no no females have a ferritin of seventy. Yeah, that's I do, but yeah. that's probably that's actually partly because I pretty much lost my period when yeah. I was doing all this training oh, and well, stuff. There you go, another, yeah. yeah, which isn't cool, by the way. No. Um, and then so I went back to the GP and look, she was good because she knew what I did. I said, look, I am like I'm studying to be a nutritionist, yeah. and I don't, you know, I want to sort of get to the bottom of this, but. You know, her kind of, her thing was sort of, well, your bloods are fine. Yeah. So I'm happy to to give you an antidepressant. Yeah. Um, And I would say I was definitely, like, there were definitely, you know, you could probably classify me as depressed by this point. Yeah, Um, I had absolutely no motivation. I was just dragging my ass through every day. Yeah. And I just wasn't really, I just... I just didn't really want to go down that route. Um, I like, I totally think medication has its place and all of that. But for me, I was like, I want to know what's wrong. Yeah. Why, (laughs) why why is this going on? Absolutely. And, um, so I kind of decided to do a little bit more investigating, I guess on my own terms. Yeah. Yeah. So by that stage, it was kind of middle, I was probably a year after I'd, you know what, I actually think by this stage, it was, I think it was coming up to about 16, 17 months since I'd actually finished sculpting. And by the way, I had a holiday after I, after I competed, um, Carl and I went away for like two weeks to Bali. Yeah. So it wasn't like I hadn't actually tried to recharge, you know. And so at that point, um, I had student accounts with various, you know, um, companies and one of them was Nutripath. Yes. So they do a lot of functional medicine testing, obviously. And I, I don't even know how I heard about it or came across it, but I decided that's it, I'm going to test... I want to know what's going on in my head. Yeah. So I did the urinary neurotransmitter mm-hmm. um, panel on yep. myself, essentially. Yep. So I've used that with a couple of clients before now. Yeah. Um, and look, it's not cheap. It's about 300 bucks. But for me, I was, I didn't really answers. care. I wanted yeah. to know what was going on. And that was really, really interesting for me. So basically it tests the levels of um, things like serotonin and dopamine and GABA, glutamate. Um, I think they're the main ones. I don't... Did it test adrenaline? And yes, yeah. yes. It tested adrenaline and noradrenaline. Yeah which was really interesting too. So these, what Katie's talking about is our neurotransmitters. So if you listen to um, our episode on uh, mental health and nutrition, we spoke a lot about these neurotransmitters being the kind of the communication molecules in our brain that help us feel things um, like motivation, memory, happiness, well-being. Um, so yeah, Katie essentially got all of these tested in her urine, her metabolites of them. Yeah, and, metabolites. Um, That's and, right. And what did, what came back? Um, so a couple of key things, like I had basically no adrenaline at all Uh, and no noradrenaline, which kind of go hand in hand, right? Um, and my serotonin was actually fine. 
Um, so, you know, an, an antidepressant essentially works on those serotonin pathways and my serotonin was good. Okay. Yeah. Um, what was really bad was my dopamine. And that is exactly linked. So dopamine is that key one for mood, motivation, movement, memory. Yeah. You know, all the things you were suffering from. Yeah. It was kind of like... It did make perfect sense to me because I was like, oh, no wonder I have absolutely zero motivation. And um, it goes, I guess, like there's a link in the pathways between dopamine and adrenaline as well. I can't remember the exact biochemical pathway. Um, I really should review that. But, you know... I guess a naturopathic term that gets thrown away or around a lot is that term adrenal fatigue, yeah, which yeah. personally I think is just overused way too much. Yeah. But basically it's this this kind of, it's this concept that we see where people are pumping out cortisol all the time and mm-hmm. pushing themselves so hard Um cortisol and adrenaline, right? And and that sort of stuff is powered by the adrenal glands. And that eventually they do get to a point where it just can't happen anymore. And that little gland just goes, you know what, that's it, we're done. And we flatline. We just stop. We just just don't have, we don't have the energy to make that level of adrenaline anymore to keep pumping the body. So I guess like, you know, you can call it whatever you want. You can put a label on it if you really have to. But to me, it was just nice to see... I guess that it wasn't just all in my head yes. and it wasn't just me whinging about being tired yeah. or what is wrong with me? Yeah. Like chemically I was like, oh, okay, so like I just – I'm not making any adrenaline. Yeah. Um, and we need some obviously, right? Yeah, absolutely. And – How are you going to run away from that fire when it's – Exactly. Outside your house? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I was not really making any dopamine either. And yeah. I, I like the big thing for me was like dopamine motivation. Yeah. Oh my gosh, no wonder I don't have yeah. my usual drive. Yes. Yeah. Really, so. really insightful, hey. So from that test then, what um, sort of strategies did you do to try and, you know, rebuild your system essentially? Because you it's it's almost like you just flatlined. Yeah. Completely flatlined. Oh yeah, I totally flatlined. Yeah. Um so obviously I treated myself with supplements as yeah. well and um, I'm not going to name anything. I'm yeah. not even going to name any chemical co- components of those supplements because this isn't about self-prescribing. It's It was my journey and, you know, someone else might have gone on an antidepressant and felt great and yeah. that's fine. Yeah. But for me, this was what I wanted to do and it worked. Yeah. Um, so I looked at specific, I suppose, oh, I guess what you would call like, so think think about dopamine as like if dopamine was a cake, what are the ingredients you need to make yep. the cake? Yep. That's basically what I did with supplements. Yep. I just went, okay, I'm going to take X, Y, Z yep. because they are all the, the ingredients I need to like prep my body up and give it a little bit of a give it a little bit of a push along and start kind of restoring that system. Yeah, and that was really actually like so cool because. One once I got onto the right supplements, I felt really, really good within. Wow. Like, like I'm not saying I was fixed. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, within a week, uh, I actually had more energy than I'd had for like a year and a half. Yeah. So that was cool. Like yeah. that was really good. And and I guess in a way, that's 
you know, that's the good thing is sometimes about investing in testing. Sometimes yeah. it's worth it. Yeah. Other times, you know, you can tell what's going on or what's going to help somebody. Yeah. Um, and I mean, did your diet, did your lifestyle or diet change? I think probably like, honestly, 2015 was still a little bit of a write off. Like I was still pretty tired. Yeah. Um, were we studying at that time? As was oh. I studying with you? I think we were studying together, and then 2016 yeah. was our big uni year, wasn't it? Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, 2016 was our big year at college. Yeah. And 2016, I think, was probably when things really started turning around for yeah. me. Like my motivation was definitely good. Like I bought, I bought the, I bought the clinic in yes. 2016. Yeah. Um. You know, so that was a good year, but I think the real healing started, to be honest, it was a culmination of, obviously the supplements were really good, but getting to a, getting back to a place where, you know, I just stopped thinking about, like, I just actually, it all comes back to having a healthy relationship with food, really. Um and really getting in tune with what I needed. So, yeah. like, and this is what I talk to, obviously, we are really mm. passionate about, like, things like I, I started to really listen to things like some weeks I just feel like carbs, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and some weeks I didn't feel like meat. Yeah. You know, so I really got into that and... I just literally would go to the markets every week and go this week I'm going to like I'm going to eat brown rice and lentils yeah. a lot and that's what I feel like my body needs. Yeah. Other times I'd be like you know getting more protein into me and that sort of thing and you know I really I guess coming from a, that period of time where everything was weighed, measured, yeah. there was no enjoyment with food. It was yeah. literally just um it was literally just to make your body look a certain way that that's a long like that's a big mental shift I mean now I cannot even imagine that I don't even train in well I sort of train in a gym but not really and I think my thinking around training has changed a lot as well yeah so 26 no, 2017, around early 2017, I found yoga. Yeah. I think that has been a big shift for me mm. um, because now I love running. I still love – I love functional training. Mm. I like to feel strong. Yes. But I'm not afraid to go to the gym and do a yoga class yeah. or – well – go to my yoga studio and do a yoga class or go and do Pilates. Like so much of my thinking now is around longevity Mm -hmm. and flexibility and restoration. So that's probably a big change in thinking. And um, I do, I'm big on like you've got to get cortisol under control and you've got to get away from these peaks and troughs of stress. Back in sync. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's why I I do think yoga is such a great um, 
habit to get into because it's not just movement it's mindset and now and your nervous system yeah so nourished exactly and i think it's just a lot of things just don't bother me anymore you know um i just don't get my knickers in and not about yeah that much to be honest and you know i think um looking at any sort of health journey as a journey yeah um and the work that we do in a clinic room, you know, I can help people with their nutrition and their diet and I can prescribe supplements. And I really, when you've got somebody who's chronically exhausted or chronically ill, you're going to have to take tablets. Like whether you go and take pharmaceutical drugs or you come and see a a natural health practitioner, you really need to be open to the fact that you're in an acute situation and you need to treat it acutely there is no magic diet that would have brought me back from complete exhaustion and fatigue to bounding out of bed again yeah you know and that's right and but the long-term goal is always to get to a more balanced place where you're at now so like katie says that it's so important you know in the beginning to get you out of that sort of that acute stage but long term it is about bringing things back into balance and and learning what works for your body as well yes yeah and sometimes what I find frustrating as a practitioner is I can do 80% of that but the other 20% is me saying you've got to do something to help your nervous system or your mental health and for me it's yoga yeah a kinesiology as well like I I see a kinesiologist every month um and that's topic for another podcast. But for them, it might be seeing a counsellor. Yeah. It might be Take, going for a walk with yeah, their dog. That's right. But nobody is, well, we are having the conversation about mental health. But I still feel like a lot of people are stopped by, oh, I just don't have time for that. Yes. Well, you know what? I don't have time to be stressed out all the time and live my life like a mad woman. That's so right. I made time for it. It is. It's very interesting, you know. Um, I think we all have choice and we all have the same amount of hours in the day. Yes. We do have different circumstances in that some someone might be a mum of four kids. Exactly. Someone might run their own business, whatever it is, but we all have the same amount of time. And I think we all have the choice to, um, you know, make certain decisions and make things a priority more than others. And yep. I think that's where any mental or emotional health journey, that is the crux. Like, yes. what is a priority <clears throat> here? Um, and, you know, what can I do to move forward rather yes. than... You know, always in that cycle of mad woman or mad man, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or even every, any journey of physical health. Yeah. Like, there's always, yeah. um, there's there's got to be an aspect of acknowledging the nervous system in there and yeah. acknowledging how is this affecting the way I talk to myself, the yeah. way I feel about myself, the way I think, mm-hmm. the way I do life. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we can only offer suggestions um, and point people in the right direction. But I guess if anybody gets anything from this podcast, it's that like you can't fix yourself physically and ignore the mental spiritual that, side. Absolutely. Yeah. We're a whole being and, you know, it just comes back to literally how you think dictates how you feel, right? And then yeah. how you behave yeah. physically. So really there's huge connections and it's really something Katie and I are very passionate about because um 
that's where we often see the most sustainable results is when both of those things are really um, seen to. Yeah. And um, I think, Katie, your story is so awesome. It just highlights how much, you know, running your body ragged with that restrictive food, overtraining, you know, not not nourishing yourself. And, you know, that was only for, what, 12 weeks or 20 weeks, sorry, and, mm. you know, and then taking at least a year and a half to be able yeah, to get Yeah, I would that. say two years. Two years. Like, it just blows my mind the effects that our diet and lifestyle has on our body. And, you know, it just highlights as well with um, the testing showing low neurotransmitters, the effect that can have on your emotional state. So it's just very powerful stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, that's us for today. If any of this kind of got lost on you, then just go back to that podcast that Jess and I did just on the connection between nutrition and mental health. We talk a little bit more about the ingredients and some of the pathways that we've touched on today. Or feel welcome to reach out via emails or socials and, yeah, we can discuss it more with you guys. And Um, this isn't a, you know, a directive for any, you know, it's not a saying you shouldn't take your medication or anything like that this was just my journey yeah and um yeah and literally just sharing inspiring some people all right so going back to our five key principles here at the nourished wrap and you know really take the time to think about whether you are doing these things and if you aren't where can you make the time to do them? Because once they become a habit, they really can significantly change your mental and physical health. So we believe in movement every day in an enjoyable way, Um, eating whole foods the majority of the time, getting good quality sleep, taking a bit of time out, even if it's just five minutes a day, and listening to your own body because you actually know it better than anyone else. So thanks so much for joining us, guys. That basically wraps up our mental health series, I think. Yeah. Um, And we'll have something new for you guys next fortnight. All right. Bye, guys.